is the Brain Dead Podcast. This is Larry. And this is Zombie Girl TJ, and we're coming at you live and on recording from our living room. The living room where we live. Right, and, and watch. do a lot of our living. Well, technically, it's not really living if you're sitting on the couch like a zombie watching the TV, but... But what have you got against zombies, Larry? Nothing. I have nothing against zombies. I, pra- I practically... Are you I a, am Are one. you a lifist? <laughs> Have I been living all this time with a closet lifist? <laughs> Sheesh, the things you learn about people when you live with them. Larry's a lifist. Well, like, well, you know, apparently the, our, our nowhere here is one of the top test, uh, 10 best places to live, apparently, for retirees. Oh, yeah. that's We love that idea because it's not like there's not enough old farts here that drive slow and clog up the traffic lanes and protest about anything that changes, right? Exactly. So, you know, and, and so more and more are moving here, which means the more and more play, uh, old orchards are being turned into housing. So it's kind of like... That's true. Gentrification. Yes. Except it's geriatrics. Yes. So it's geriatrification. Geriatrification. And so pretty soon the only way you can make a decent living around here is if you're a, an R, a nurse or... Or a senior care person, exactly. A home care person, a memory care person, or a guy like you who drives the oxygen tank uh, truck. <laughs> yes, gen, gen. What was it? Geriatrification. Geriatrification. That's Larry's new word that he made up today. <laughs> ah. So we have not podcasted in a very long time. We're sorry about that to our lovely listeners. It's not that we don't love you. It's that life happens. And while we say every Friday night, let's podcast this weekend, we just don't end up doing it. But we have been doing arts and crafts and projects and exciting stuff like that, some of which we talked about on June 24th on the live Pride 48 weekend episode, which I just now finally got up and posted. And and it took like overnight for it to appear on podcast aggregators. That kind of pissed me off. Excuse me, I'm going to take a drink of water. Phil, for me. Uh huh. (laughs) <laughs> Phil Colson. No, um, so I've been rather busy with the, <laughs> yeah, the microphone didn't pick that up. Uh, what was I just, uh, you got, you're busy, busy with, with projects. Yes. You, so you talked about your video project, I think on the 24th, did you not? I did. Did you? Well, did we you? also talked about Chicago on the 24th as well. We talked about Chicago this much for the, because this is not a visual medium. I'm holding my fingers approximately half She's an doing inch She's doing a tiny penis pinch. The thing that you're not supposed to do in front of a guy. No, I was doing the, we talked about it's it this, this, mu- this much, which is about a half <laughs> inch. And, and I want to talk about the, our Chicago trip last spring because it was awesome. Yes. All right. Uh, I don't remember. I, I thought we talked about the video stuff, but if we didn't, if that's what you've got on your list, then you should run no, with it, Larry. Okay. Run with it. So Chicago was fantastic. Chicago was amazing. We were there for well, it was a total of six day trip, but you know, one day to get there, one day to get home. So it was a to- it was a total of four days, freely wandering, free range around Chicago, and seeing all kinds of stuff. Riding the L and go basically going into downtown almost every day. I guess every day, and we saw, of course, the Cloud Gate. I think that's what it's called, sculpture, the the chrome bean. Oh, yes. Um, which I really loved. And I'm going to scroll through my pictures here, so if you hear a little bit of noise in the background, that's what's happening. But we went to a lovely little French market that was in um, the first floor of a building downtown. We saw and bought yummy things there. Mm. We saw a cool 
scaled-down version of Chicago built in an old architecturally important building that we had a lot of fun walking around the map and looking at the model skyscrapers. Yes, it was very neat. Spent some time at the Bean, which I really loved. Spent some time at the library and various other cool buildings. We walked by Trump Tower and we flipped it off. You might have seen that on my Facebook. Went to the candy store. Yes, Dylan's Candy Bar. Dylan's Candy Bar. And um, let's see. What do I want to talk about? Oh, we went down to the park and saw a huge fountain. And from there, looking out across the lake to the Navy Pier. And there's an observatory out there. We did not go to the observatory because it was daytime. But uh, saw some Picasso sculptures just, you know, out there on the street for anybody to enjoy. Yes, there was a lot of sculpture. We went to the museum. Yes. And I got that, uh, I got a plate. You did? A waffle glass plate. Yeah, it was like if somebody had, instead of taking waffle batter and putting it on a hot griddle in zigzags going north-south and then zigzags going east-west and cooking a, a waffle cake... Instead, they did this with colored glass. So right. it's like rainbow colors of glass in a waffle cake pattern. Or if you had like several large pieces of individual sliced cheese that you cut up into strips and then layered them all haphazardly and they were different colors, then it would be kind of like that. It had to be food, didn't it, Larry? <laughs> well, I guess waffle cake is food, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it had to be cheese. I, thought, be I cheese. thought my waffle cake analogy was pretty good. It looks, no, to, it good it looks to me like a waffle cake. Yeah. It's very pretty. Yeah, I got it. It's actually a plate. It's just that if you tried to put anything on it, it would fall through. Right. So you're hanging. Right. You have it hanging on the wall. Yes, I actually got a, pl- a plate wall hanger, even though it came with uh, a stand that was all chipped and whatnot. But it was easy to take apart and fix. Yeah, I didn't actually do it. It's just sitting. And I, I, I want to talk about and thank the Robs in Chicago for squiring us around town. I just, I don't want to pump them up. Too hard because I don't want a whole bunch of other people to suddenly say, we should go to Chicago and spend four days with the Robs because, you know, uh, we were very, very lucky to be hosted by the Robs. They came in and stayed at a hotel near us and um, we had a hotel there and we would just meet up. Uh, Actually, they were in the same hotel we were. Yes. And um, we did a lot of walking around. We did do a ton of walking around. I think we had 12 or 18,000 steps most days. And half of that was, you know. Up, up and down stairs. To go to the subways, yes. So the, to the L. The L, which... Yes. My legs were spaghetti afterwards. We were tired every day when we got home, and each day it seemed like we came home a little earlier because we were just, we were cooked. So there was, um, but we saw so much, and the Robs were just delightful to, to hang out with and, you know, have a quick little breakfast in the, in the, um, continental breakfast area of the hotel and then go out exploring, find some good coffee, maybe some sweet stuff to follow up after breakfast, walk around a lot, see a ton of cool things. They took us to the Chicago Art Institute because they have like season passes or year passes to them. So we got to just wander all around there and see a ton of amazing art, um, including some Van Goghs and some other old masters. We saw Whistler's Mother. Yeah. The Whistler's Mother. The Whistler's Mother. So, just... And there was like Van Gogh, mm-hmm. Rembrandt. Mm-hmm. Mary, Mar- Mary Cassatt. Um, I think there was some Manet's... Toulouse-Lautrec. Manet's or Monet's. Yes, there was some Toulouse-Lautrec. 
Um, so, and then when we weren't actually in an art gallery, we were looking at cool architectural buildings or wandering through their lobbies to admire their art deco elevators and mailboxes and fancy marble floors and when you go outside you're confronted with monks trying to sell you bracelets oh yes do tell that story that was a good one i could have sworn i said because it's like I, we were walking around and it was a first time the monk came up and goes oh hi and i'm like no no i'm good i'm good and then another time they came up and goes, oh hi it's like oh and they handed me a bracelet oh okay and then they put one on and they put another one on i'm like what is this and then he whips out a book where it shows like everybody's given him so far 40 bucks a pop and I'm like, what? And it's like, I finally gave it. Which is funny because, like, a couple of days later, we were walking around, and we and we actually saw like that picture after uh, where you lay down on the lips there. Yeah. The like the Rocky Horror lips. Yeah. Uh, we, we found a, pl- a plastic molded, kind of like a love seat that was in the shape of big red lips. Yes. And so I took a picture of me laying across the lips in the Frankenfurter pose. Yes. And so it's like it, we saw two people in the process of dealing with with somebody go, oh great, this is great. That then they found out it was money, and like they didn't really have any yeah. The monk ties on. the bracelet on or two on you, and then tells you you owe him money essentially. So not great, but, but they uh, start out with the little gold reflective thing. Oh here, it's like oh well, thank you. Oh yeah. here, and then, then they start slipping on the bra- bracelets and stuff, and like yeah. I remember... I was cool with it until they started, like, slipping stuff on my own, and it's like, you know, this is real skeevy. <laughs> yeah, they did that. There were some some young men from some African country who were doing something like that around the Momar um, Basilica, mm. the Sacre Coeur, and they would come up to you and, you know, hi, 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 and all this stuff, broken English, and, and show you these little knotted and beaded bracelets and... and Basically, grab your arm and tie one on, and then you know, basically tell them, tell you that they you owe them five bucks or five euros or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I had dealt with them before, and I you know gave them that look of touch me and I'll punch you in the face. And poor Nicole had not experienced that before, and one of them had actually grabbed her arm, was in the process of tying the bracelet on when I basically smacked his arm off, smacked his hand off her arm, and yelled no in his face. So. You kind of get a little bit aggressive with some of those guys. Wow. We've been joined by Eleanor, who I had hoped was kind of stoned out on catnip, but now she wants to be part of the fun. I didn't put enough down. So apparently. she's coming up here on my lap. So that was Chicago, and it was an absolutely wonderful four days, perfect weather for it. Uh, beautiful town, beautiful river, beautiful buildings, lovely, lovely time spent with the Robs. And then we all went home, and... I think we talked about it. it was kind of an ordeal to get home because of the weather. Oh, my And we ended God. up sleeping the night in the Denver airport. But we won't, we won't dwell on that. So what do you want to talk about, Larry? No, excuse me. Oh, gross. <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. Don't burp on the podcast. Well, if you're going to edit it out, don't talk over it and then make it more difficult for yourself to edit it out. I'm just going to make a silent spot where it was so people <laughs> know that you burped, but they don't have to listen to it. Go ahead. Anyways. Go ahead. It's your turn. Go ahead. It is? I talked about Chicago. It's your turn. So recently we almost had a fire in the house because TJ was cooking bacon. (laughs) It wasn't the bacon that was doing it. It was the steak. That was the steak? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was the bacon. No, no. The bacon was just fine. I I cooked bacon in the oven and it it was just fine. But right after the bacon, Uh um, I had bought those two big steaks down at Mike's Meats, which is a really nice meat market. That sounds weird, but it's a really nice meat market. And I decided to 
follow this recipe for how to cook a great steak in the oven. Well, the thing you have to do is you have to stick the frying pan under the broiler for like 20 minutes to get it freaking hot. And I didn't think about that. I, you know, I put my cast iron skillet in there and it got it started to smoke in the oven because it's got it's been seasoned, so it's got oily stuff in it. And well, it's been seasoned with olive oil. Well, it's been seasoned with a lot of things. Butter, yeah. coconut oil, olive oil, you know, fats from whatever I've cooked in it, things yeah. like that. I mean, it's it is seasoned. Uh, it's it's finally gotten to the part where point where it's actually easy to clean because it's so well seasoned. Anyway, so I take it out from under the broiler. I, well, I, ha- I had it in the in the stove with when the bacon while it was cooking, so it was already hot from that. Right. So I, so then I turned the broiler on, and then I thought, you know, it doesn't. It's already been in a four hundred degree oven for about twenty minutes. It doesn't need to be under the broiler for 20 minutes. And I open up, whoa, there goes Marnie. I open up the oven and like a ton of smoke rolls out of the oven because it's just smoking hot. And I picked up the, I I grabbed the pot, the frying pan out of the oven and put it on the burner, the hot already preheated burner like you're supposed to. And then I slapped the steak in there like you're supposed to and seared it for like 30 seconds on each side. And that made a ton of smoke. And then I take the whole thing off the burner and I put it back under the broiler and broil each side of the steak for two minutes under the broiler. And that made a ton of smoke. It just it was just a really, I don't know what I did wrong. Norny, would you not do that? She wants to activate the camera. She the wants PC. to rub her face on something. So come here. Anyway, so yeah, we had a, we had a condo full of smoke yesterday, and I apologize for that. It was coming out of the out of the frying pan. Nothing had burned. It was just the oil had reached the smoke point. Yes. In fact, I was a little afraid to open... When it came time to open the oven to turn the steak over that had been under the broiler, I was kind of like, I might get flames shooting out of by this point. I mean, if, if, there's, if enough grease has spattered off of the steak onto the broiler element, opening the oven door could, could, could create flames. Yeah. I mean, I've just I've seen that happen where like uh, the aluminum pan that a turkey was roasting in. This happened at my sister in law's house. Got a teeny weeny little hole in it from being slid around on the oven rack, oh. and a little drizzle of turkey grease hit the bottom burner. Mm-hmm. And when my sister in law opened up the oven, flames shot out. Wow. Yeah. So we never let her live that down. Luckily, the turkey wasn't ruined. But I was prepared for for, for flame for momentary flames. And anyway. It's, flames at the side of my face. At the side of my face. Uh, it would have been had I not been. Well, we did not get any flames. We just got a ton of smoke. So we opened up all the windows and turned on all the fans. And then today, I really scrubbed down the kitchen. Wipe, you know, you you swiffered the floor, and I wiped down all the countertops and scrubbed out the uh, the the well blackened frying pan and recoated it with some coconut oil. And um, so yeah, it's all cleaned up, and we actually have no smoke outside now. I know, it's, it's because such a lovely day out. we have had since... Clouds. Since I clouds. went to Vegas on July 30th, we've had smoke in the valley, haven't we? Didn't you? Yes. You started telling me while I was in Vegas that we had smoke in the valley. Yep. I went to Vegas to take a class. It wasn't that exciting. But, so that's two weeks. We had two weeks of really solid, smoky days, like gray, hazy skies, smelling like a campfire, uh, coughing people with asthma having problems and you look over at the hills outside of town and you think oh my gosh those poor people in the hills look how thick it is over there and you realize if i was standing in the hills outside of town and looking into town i'd be like oh look at those poor people downtown they're on all that smoke it's horrible today we finally finally the wind blew it out of the valley and we have blue skies and only the faintest trace of the campfire smell 
British Columbia, still burning like a motherfucker. Oh, yeah, because you had looked it up and said they had nine... 928 separate fires in British Columbia. Now, they, they might have merged together by now. I would think. But they have tracked 928 different starting points for fires, f- about 500 of which were natural caused because of lightning, because they had some like dry lighting, lightning strikes that didn't have enough rain to put out the fire that they started. And another... Not not all the rest of them are man-made, but but a bunch of the rest of them are man-made, and then there's some they don't know the origin of. So, poor British Columbia, so on fire. As, as you came up with the saying, it's going to be called the year of a thousand, thousand fires. Because uh, we're not even through August yet, and August and September, we can get a lot more lightning storms. Yes, Norny's being a pill. Yes. she's Now she's rubbing her face in the spot where I put the catnip down. Yes. Next time we'll put the catnip in the bedroom so she, she's doing all her things in another room. Yes. Oh, that little squeaking noise is Larry rolling around on the inflatable ball exercise ball. The microphone picks up everything, dear. Yes, it does. Sure does. So, like, uh, I've been playing some video games lately because I, I managed to get, you know, the four quilts, like, Boom, boom, boom. Just done, done, done. Done. And then it's like, okay, that freed up some time. So, And then, of course, I started working on doing some work in After Effects and working on some skills with that. But then, like, after a week of dealing with that, my energy went to crap. So I haven't been doing much in the last three weeks. Except for playing some video games. So uh, The Secret World rebooted. Now Ooh. it's Secret World Legends. I got up to level 50 and got all the main quests done. So I'm waiting for more content to eventually be re-released for that. Mm-hmm. So I'm on kind of on pause for that right now, but uh, but then but then No Man's Sky dropped a new upgrade. Yeah, dro- dropped a huge uh, update one year later, and so it's closer to what it sh- it actually should have been at launch when they released it. Yeah, yeah. So because it had a lot of hype, and then people kind of went, eh, yeah. "This isn't all it was cracked up to be," but now it's pretty good. Yeah, it's it's fairly decent. There's still there's like there is a form of multiplayer, which is to say, if you're someplace, you can see the presence of 16 other people, which is like this little ball of light. <laughs> Apparently, that's that's like the weakest form of multiplayer I think I've ever seen. Huh? Of, of you just know see people are there moving around, but they're just like this little ball of light. As far as I know, <clears throat> I really haven't had much time to play with it this weekend. But the big patch day was just here this uh, Friday. And you got it. Yep, I downloaded that. And and you like it. Yeah. I plan on playing it some more. Cool. Yeah. And... You were saying that you can now find downed freighters and salvage them. Yes, but there's other steps that I have to take before I get the new attachments for my multi-tool to... (laughs) Your multi-tool is not working? Yeah, to uh, deform the terrain... Oh, yeah, that's right. In order to dig the stuff back out. And now they've made other things more complicated. So when you find stuff laying around, like a a chest, you got to open it up. You just go to it and you open it up and then you you get whatever's inside. Now you go there and you have to clear stuff away. So you have to – basically you have to have free spots in your inventory to take – Literally, the gunk up off of it. Oh. And go dump it somewhere? And then you get it, and then you got that stuff in your inventory, and then... The thing is, you can actually sell that gunk. 
And some of it is like rusted parts, and some of it is like slime or whatever that might be used for uh, crafting or something later on. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a ton more crafting stuff in there, and they doubled the amount of uh, player hours. So it used to be about thirty hours worth of scripted content, and now it's up to sixty. Excellent. Yeah, so. you were playing it the other day, and you had a you were having a conversation with an alien sort of salamander dude. Oh, yes, the Gek. They're weird bird-like creatures. Kind of like short oh. little parody. Okay. And they look like a salamander. I hate the noise they make. <laughs> yeah, I really don't like the noise they make. Yeah. But, anywho, it's fun. I'm getting the hang of it. And cool. And I'm uh, still working on my theater posters. I now have one, two, three, four, five of the big ones done. And one of the ones that I was going to put in a big poster, I ended up putting in a smaller frame because I just didn't have that much stuff to fill up a big frame. So today I'm working on the sixth one, but I think I've got as... Oh, no, you don't. Ah, sorry, I'm holding on old, holding on to Norny. I th- I've got as far as I can until I take the my flash drive to where I can get some color printing done to print the show pictures that I finally discovered. I was digging through all my stuff this morning, trying to find my photographs of that show, and was delighted to find them on my big terabyte backup storage drive. It's like, Excellent. look, there's a whole folder full of Farndale pictures. <laughs> so I was experimenting with printing those out in black and white and sizing them to fit in the gaps in the in the frame that I didn't have the poster and other stuff in. And it's all good. Number six will be up shortly, probably some night this week I'll finish it. I have to still spray paint the frame today. Um, but then I have to figure out what to go? What goes in frame seven? Because bad dates was originally going to go in frame seven, but bad dates is now in a slightly smaller frame, and and I can put another show into. I got spam a lot up. I was really happy with that one. I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty tickled with the way it turned out too. It looks very classy. the The background behind all the poster and newspaper clippings and photos and things like that is some fabric that I found in the in your favorite section of Joanne Fabrics in the quilting section. Mm-hmm. So it's a cotton fabric that's kind of a slightly off-white, not really a true cream color, but a little bit off-white. And it has gold little silhouettes of birds in flight uh, going all over it. They're in a, in a, in a you know, kind of a structured line pattern. But um, if you are at all familiar with Monty Python stuff or with Monty Python, the Holy Grail, or Spamalot, the whole discussion about the average airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow. What do you mean, African or European swallow? So there's little swallows flying all around in the background behind the pictures and the program and all that stuff. And I've got Mother's big light-up letter D that she had on underneath her her skirt for the end of Galahad. Which turned out much better than the, just the plain glitter one that you'd made before. Well, they bought me the glitter one, and they were going to attach it to my frilly underdrawers that I was wearing, and I said, I looked at it and went... Yeah, okay. And I think, I can't remember if I actually used that one or I had my own, and then later on I found... You used that one, but then you switched to... Okay. I still have the silver one, but it's small. It's it's maybe the size of the palm of my hand. Yeah. And it was, like, right on my crotch, and I would fling my skirts and petticoat up, and my frilly drawers underneath would have the D right on my crotch for, for Galahad. And Dennis. So, yeah, so it's G A L A H D or G A G A L H A H A D, and uh, so I went to buy the craft store one day, and they had these cardboard kind of three dimensional letters, pre-made, 
that had spots in them for little light bulbs to go in. So it was like a light-up Broadway marquee letter. And I painted one gold and sparkly and put some elastic on it so I could put it on over the drawer so it would have a good uh, base to hang on to. And it has a little battery pack that lights up. So I'd throw up my skirts and there'd be this light-up D on my crotch. Yeah. Showing my D. <laughs> so that's now part of the, the picture frame. Yeah. So that's going well. I still need to attach something at the bottom of all our pictures that keep them lined up on the wall because if anything in that front hallway, yeah, we talked about that in the podcast. Well, no, the the big frames are fine because they each hang on two hooks and I I drove the nails <coughs> in with the pictures up there so that everything is level. It's perfectly level. No, I'm saying if there's anything to add to that, I would have like added mother's cane. You know, I don't have mother's cane. That that was. I would uh, like put that like right on the side of the frame. Yeah, it's it was pretty big. Yeah. Well, it's the, the dimensional aspects that are actually glued to the glass in front are the D, a pair of coconut shells, the commemorative show magnet's going to go up there. I just haven't got it up there yet, and a gold grail, because I bought a pair of gold grails to be combination. Um, it was a gift to myself. And then I bought the second one for my friend Vicky, who we've done a lot of theater with. So we have matching gold grails from that show. <laughs> and that's now glued right almost in the middle of the frame. For Spamalot. What else you got on your list? Oh. Uh, so we're, da, da, da. we're already at 25 minutes. Can you believe it? Ah. We can, surprise, surprise. If you've got a lot more, we can, we, can, we can record some more. But that's I'll always try to keep it at 30, except for that one one-hour episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so because I haven't been keeping it up, we really don't need it. We did shut down the uh, Brain Dead. The Brain Dead website is no more. Yes, we should. We weren't down. keeping it current with with um, episodes and all the additional content that I wanted to put up the there. The content just... we thought we were going to do, we're not doing. So we yeah. figured, why have a lame website? Because technically, we already have a website. Because when you go into iTunes and you click on the spot for our website, it goes to the WordPress site, which has oh, a listing of our podcast. Yeah, so we're keeping the WordPress site up and trying to make sure we have good descriptions and. I'm, I have now learned how to upload the episode, so I'm going to try to do that with this one. And unfortunately, it seems like if you upload an episode to WordPress, that first time you press publish, that is the one and only time that will go to the podcast aggregators. They don't come back later to see if you've updated your show information. There, I do believe there is a way to do it, but it's a pain in the ass because you actually have to flip. You have to go back into... Um, feed burner, switch the source URL for the RSS feed to something else, and then push that, and then go back in, change it back to what it was, then push that, and then... Okay. So I'm using Pocket Casts now as my aggregator, and I made a bunch of changes to former episodes to where I beefed up the title or the description, mm -hmm. and it's not showing in Pocket Cast. So... And maybe it's not important, because who cares? You but know? keeping in mind, if any, I, I would imagine if somebody goes back, who hasn't uh, go eventually goes back and downloads, like it, subscribe, like subscribes to our podcast, then they might actually see the changes. No, I don't think so because I've tried unsubscribing and resubscribing, and it doesn't bring me new stuff. Hmm. Anyway, so we apologize if any of our former. Show titles or descriptions were lackluster. We'll try to do better in the future. <laughs> That's all I've got. 
Yep, that's it for me too. You know, life at uh, at uh, what would we call that? Shea New, our place. Shea New. Shea New. N O U S. Okay. Shea means place. New means our in French. Okay. So like Shea Moi is my place, but it's and Shea Vu is your place, and Shea New is our place. I think. Who knows? Shit out the window. I don't care. Oh, <laughs> chez la vie. <laughs> yeah, so looking forward to all the new shows and whatnot that are going to be starting this coming season. Yes. And Game of Thrones. There's only, After the episode that I'm going to watch tonight, there's only going to be two episodes left. Oh. I know. I'm looking forward to... <gasps> there's probably a new Twin Peaks today. There wasn't, there there wasn't one last week, and I was kind of disappointed. And, and you know what? I'm going to wind up... I'm going to wind up with that subscription for a whole year because that's how long it's going to take for that for that. I owe you some money because you Twin sus- Peaks. The you subscribed. End. You subscribed to that for me, so I owe you some money. Because I thought I thought it was going to be two episodes a week because that was the first. The one first we- two weeks we got two episodes each week, and that was very exciting. But and then they cut it back down to one, and it's like and then some weeks they skip. And I'm like, honestly, let's wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can reach us at our voicemail, 26BrainRot, or you can reach us at braindeadpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, contact us. Give us some content. We got nothing else. Yep, pretty much nothing else. We don't even have a website. Thank so you for speak. listening. Bye-bye. Bye.